Defend yourself to me. Defend yourself to me. Tell me why you like the shit you like. Defend yourself to me. Now defend the solo. Defense with Joey Bergren. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Defense, a podcast about things. That's so weird. <laughs> we just listened to it. Usually the song plays through the headphones, but today it didn't. I just played quietly through the computer next to me, and the whole time I've been weir- worried that maybe this isn't going to work. Right. But it, <laughs> I think it's working, so. Yeah. Oh boy, if this doesn't work. That happened once. Oh, I recorded no. the very first one I did, I recorded, and the whole thing had like a buzz, and it's unlistenable. Oh, crap. And I well, maybe we can it. go a couple minutes in and kind of check back, yeah, give we'll it a listen, keep going and, back. Then, and, and then and then it'll oh, race every. We'll <laughs> <laughs> just keep erasing. Oh god. <laughs> uh, today's guest, I'm very excited to have him, a dear friend. You've been friend of the show, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Harry Walner is here. Woo. Yes. Harry, what's going on? You know, just keeping busy, man. Excited to be here. Oh, I've been great. wanting to be on the podcast for a while. I was a little jealous of friend of the show, John Totman, for doing the best show one. I'm I not going to lie. Well, that ha- we had to bring <laughs> that up. Oh, yeah. Because it's a thing where it's like, I was talking to some another fr- uh, friend of the show, Sean Tomlinson, Tomlinson uh, Carolyn's boyfriend, okay. friend of the show, Carolyn. Yeah. Uh, he is a best show fan. Oh, nice. And I was talking, and I was like, I don't, do you know Harry? Like I, he's got like a like it's one of those things where it's like as soon as like, he's like, oh yeah yeah yeah, they it's, man. like blah, it's, blah, blah. it's always like a weird topic to broach because like I'll like see people. I, ha- I have a friend from college who posted like a reference to the best show on Facebook, and I don't want to like outright be like, hey bro, you know I'm the H man, right? Like that's that just feels so like awkward to yeah. me. But like I I mean I've talked to people who like had no idea. Um, the when I first met Patton Oswalt, I introduced myself as that just to like break the ice because he's on that show all the time so it was cool to just like hey let me grab that name for you off the floor <laughs> sorry i know <laughs> i i drove him to work on a, the first scripted show i did oh, back that's in cool. new york yeah what show was it the heart she holler i remember that show dude it was a show that like is incredible and so weird but no one watched it unfortunately i remember eli also part of the show man i should be writing these down <laughs> so uh eli like I don't want to speak out of school, but he was like, he met with that PFFR. Okay. And they gave him the DVD of like, hey, this is like a sample of stuff we do. You guys should check it, or you should yeah. check it out and like see our voice and stuff. And we watched it and I was like, what the fuck it's, is this it's a, show? It's a bit of an acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of, it was, I mean, being on that set was insane in the best way. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, I got to drive him and Amy Sedaris around like to work. And that was like the craziest thing. What was that like? Like, the actual studio. Like, what was that like? It was just, like, this really dingy warehouse in Bushwick, Brooklyn that, like, probably shouldn't be running because it looks like it might have asbestos. Yeah. Um, it was... I forgot what it was called. But, yeah, it was in this really weird, like, industrial part of Bushwick. And, like, they just outfitted it with, like... There was a main room, like, a really big room, and then there was, like, a smaller side room. So, like, we would be shooting in one set on the stage while they'd be building three other sets in that stage and a fourth one in the other That's stage. That's wild. So, like, trying to keep everything together and, like, keeping it quiet on set and we're rolling is, like, it was the roughest thing ever. Yeah. It's it's bonkers. And it looks like very, that show looked very, like, uh, uh, like a telenovela. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, for just sure. very, like, boxy rooms yeah. and, like, oh, what a weird show. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, cool. It, yeah, it was, it was a real trip and, like, I didn't, it kind of, it, it almost it spoiled me because I thought it was like it was so chill and like because of what I was doing like I was my job was writing out like production reports and then picking up cast so like none of that stuff exists on sets in LA like right. you don't do that like that's all, like picking up get, like guest actors it's like transpo department or they call like a service yeah and like all the other stuff is like second ADs but this is like a low budget like under the radar kind of thing and like when I came out here to do like TV set production, it just became like, oh, this is what it's like. This is yeah. this is absolutely off the rails, just crazy, intense. Right. Um, yeah. So, so with, I like 
I don't want to go too far, but I want to ask a little bit. So I know I'm the most casual of Best Show listeners. Yeah. I, I've heard a few okay. very recent episodes. Yeah. I kind of know it. Yeah. I've not heard any. There's like a H-Man, Z-Man. Yeah. A puppet yeah. is involved. Yeah. <laughs> On a radio yeah, show, which I don't totally understand. I mean, it, uh, yeah. It's it's this whole thing. Um, so my brother... So my oldest brother, Jason, knew like knew the best show back like right at the beginning, like early 2000s, like 01, 02. Sure. He would listen to it. He made CDs of like specific calls that he like loved and like put it on a thing and then let me listen to it, and I fell in love. They also produced their own CDs. So then I started really getting into it, and then like... I think it was like oh it was like oh four because I had just turned fifteen. I was super nervous and decided to call in. I can send you the information about Please. when that call was because it's terrible. I'm writing it down. It, it's like I think it's like August of two thousand and four, but I'll find you the actual audio. Um, I was super nervous and also so my brother for my birthday, which was like a month earlier, he got me a T-shirt from the show and then had the two main guys, John Worcester and Tom Sharpling, mm-hmm. sign it. And he sent it to me, and then I called in, like, thinking, oh, I was going to, like, I'm going to thank them on the air. I didn't know that, like, for, because of the way WFMU was, where it was, like, a freeform radio, they couldn't talk about anything that they made, like, money off of. So, uh, like, Tom was also a producer on Monk and can never talk about it on air, but he also couldn't talk about merch. So, I called in super nervous, talking about whatever, and then I said, like, you sent my brother a t-shirt, like, thank you so much. And he's like, oh, I can't talk about that. Like, get, what, let's talk about something else. And then we started talking about, like, like Anchorman, because I'd seen that for my birthday. Which, uh-huh. I mean, at the time, I was like, yeah, this no is for great. It. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, like, that was, it was my first call. It was insane. It was bad. But, like, I didn't really... Was he nice to you? Yeah, I mean, he, he could tell I was, like, a nervous teenage like, okay. kid. Yeah. And he let me, like... Usually, if I said something like that and I wasn't, like, a kid, if I was, like, in my 20s and I pulled something like that, he'd probably gomp me, which just means get off my phone. Yeah. Um, but, like, he was he was cool about it. And, like, I, I would call back a few other times, I think, but not much. But, like, when I went to college, I had a radio show. And then he heard about it through my brother. And then he would start calling in as, like, the dean of the school and try to, like, mess with me. Because <laughs> I'm, like, when, then we started getting, like, more friendly and whatnot. And then... yeah. In I guess it was August of 2008, I came in to co-host the show. Like I, I had to bring like a topic and like all this other stuff. And it was really a lot of cool. fun, but it's super nerve-wracking. Um, Wait, you co-hosted Best Show? Yeah, like he had me in the studio for three hours. Oh my gosh! And like I took a good like hour and a half. I work. want that episode too. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll get you that one too. And so I, I basically had a topic. And, like, took callers, and then I would try to get rid of a caller, and I would tell him, like, I would give him, like, a, he would, like, be looking at me, and I would, like, say the get on my phone, and he wouldn't do it. And hearing <laughs> someone say, like, what the hell, man, after they've been told to get off, like, usually he cuts them off, and that's it. To hear, it, it, it's as if you just stab someone, and they're literally yelling at you, like, what the hell, man, what'd you do that for? <laughs> like, it was the, to be... For being like a nineteen-year-old kid, that was like really weird. Oh, that'd be horrifying. Yeah, if, it was very especially uncomfortable. if you've been listening to it for yeah. years. Now. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, so, uh, and there's like this lineage yeah. thing too. Because oh isn't your other brother involved? Too? Yeah. So my so at that on that show, my brother Zach called in and called himself the Z Man because I was the H Man. That's the name I've had for it. That wasn't the name I come came up with, but then it became my radio personality name. Okay. And then I would use it on the show. Like I don't. I've never been under the name Harry or Harrison on the best show. Like, oh, he's gotcha. mentioned it in passing, but I've never actually, like, been like, yeah, I'm ha-, Like, hey, Tom, it's Harry. I'm calling in. So you're the H-Man. I'm the H-Man. It's, okay. It's just part of their universe. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so my brother called in a Z-Man, and then he was talking, and then eventually some... The details are very fuzzy, because that was, like, almost a decade ago, but, like, then he would start calling in with his puppet, Wally Wackerman, who's his purple like large I've nose seen the like Twitter yeah he's like a, he he's almost looks like a t-rex but not quite it's just like a very large like yeah. face and he's like a jewish puppet who's also <laughs> self-aware that he's a puppet so he'll talk about something like that so then he started calling in a lot and then like when it really broke was so i was up at college they were doing like a gathering after the best show at some bar in new jersey near the the near the uh the radio station uh-huh I couldn't make it. I had class the next day, and I was not going to be able to travel that far. Zach, with Wally, <laughs> went to this thing and, like, became, like, buds, taking pictures of everyone. And then I – oh, what I – I missed a part. So one <laughs> at one point during my time – we call, should check the recording and sorry, delete it. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, 
like at one point Tom made me his protege. So I was like his understudy. Like I was going to learn from him and eventually take over the best show. Never was a real thing. Never thought it was a real thing. Sure. But at after the gathering the next week, I got my privileges of protege revoked and <laughs> Wally became the protege. <laughs> no. And it started like a family war. Like it was yeah. like it wasn't like crazy, but it was just kind of nuts that like he he was causing a rift between me and my brother and the puppet. So funny. And then we had like a showdown eventually, where like we each had to bring in a topic, we each had to bring in music to like intro our our bit, and we had to bring in a guest. Mm-hmm. Wally brought Zach in as his guest. I kind of just thinking ahead, being like, I need to I need to do it up big if I want to get this back, quote uh-huh. unquote. Aziz Ansari had just like was about to come out with his new was his like first big stand up special, which is like, intimate moments for essential evening. Mm-hmm. And I asked my brother Jason for his email and then coordinated with him to call into the show and then he was to get my guest. And it was a terrible interview on my part because I was I was not prepared and I was super nervous. Sure. But it was, he was super cool about it. And then he while I was in college sent me like a copy signed of the DVD and the CD. And it was like, that was the coolest thing in the world. At That's that time. so cool. Yeah. So like eventually it be- they, like at the end of that, Tom was like, I'm not going to have either of you. And then I like, I was like, you got to be kidding me. We did all this for that. And he's like, this was a test and you passed. And like one of those things. <laughs> yeah. So, a learning experience. Yeah. There's, there's a ton more That's I could wild. go into. We could do a whole other episode about this. That's so crazy. Yeah. So that's, I've been a, f- I've been a listener for 14 years. I've been a part of the show as the H man for nine. That's wild. Yeah. So I've, I've listened to a majority of the episodes. I've listened to a lot of the, like the CD stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I could, there are some that I could like mouth from memory. Like I could like quote on word along with yeah. them. Yeah. That's wild. Like yeah. I could, if you like for a person who's never listened to it, I could give you some really good, like, mp3s from the seat like i'd the, love that he yeah. has a box set out with i saw like that so many it came on like merge records i think like a i think it was merge some big I, label put okay it out. yeah they uh, what is the name of it um oh it's gonna kill me that i don't remember the name of the company that produced it but i'll remember it later uh that's all right terrible we can we'll look it up <laughs> yeah. secretly oh um, numero group there we go oh got you that's what they, it was. they do a lot of box sets that's like their thing it's cool yeah i looked through it and i was like because i remember when it came out you know i think they were on like they came on Seth Meyers and were kind of like yeah. promoting Which it. Which was very, like, it was cool but also strange because you know, like, the audience has no idea who they are. But, like, you could see that Seth Meyers is genuinely, like, excited to talk to them because he's a fan yeah. of the show. But, like, they don't have the kind of reach where people, like, when they come out would be like, oh, my God, they're here. Like, exactly. I was, I lost my mind when I found that they were going to be on that. And then they did an episode of The Simpsons. Oh, right. Yeah. I saw that, too. Um, yeah, that was crazy when they got that because I think they're friends with Matt Selman, who's a producer on this. Right, team. man, that's yeah. It's one of those things where like that community and fan group is so tight knit. Yeah, but like, there's I feel like if you don't know it, you don't know it at all. Yeah, it's not like oh, I've heard of Comedy Bang Bang, but I don't listen to it. It's one of those like if you don't listen to it, you don't get it. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't even understand. I think that was like a real radio show. Like yeah. people were real college. The whole thing was like scripted. Yeah, and so that was a weird. Some of the best calls were, though were from the early days when no one knew that John Worcester was John Worcester. Oh, like sure. I'll I'll play some for you at some point that like his earliest ones were like he was a he was calling as a person and like this person was outlandish but people didn't know it so they would flip out on him thinking that he was a real person and be like this guy's insane like how is he talking like this like what there's a guy he calls in as like this this like really like rich pharmaceutical manufacturer named uh oh crap uh, maurice kern and he like it's there's a whole story to it but like sure. There are people calling because he has this group called Citizens for a True Democracy, and it's just this whole thing where like he's basically just like a shill for like the Republican Party and trying to like get all this stuff. It's like back in like Bush era, so like okay. oh, 2001. It's nuts, but people are calling in and flipping out on him. <laughs> sure, and you hear the political climate at the time, and you're like, um, oh, geez, this doesn't sound too uh, different from what we're going through yeah, now. Yeah, sure, that's. Another topic for another day. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, anyway, how long have we been going? I haven't... We you know haven't what? Even... 15 minutes. Yeah. I feel pretty good. What's uh, the longest you've gone without mentioning the in-defense topic? Ooh. I think <laughs> I've done a whole one, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's, yeah. No one's listening for okay. that. Oh, maybe. Uh, but quickly before we... Yeah. I don't think I've told you the story, but since you're so connected to the best show, I went to uh, Festival Supreme 
the last okay. few years. Yeah. But me in front of the show, Matt Kane, were uh, <laughs> we were like hanging out, and we saw Worcester because he was playing with the man no. from Documentary Now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, so we saw him walking around. I was like, oh, that's John Worcester. He's like really funny. Let's go say hi. And mind you, I've at this point, I've heard zero best show. Yeah. Like I know him through his music mm-hmm. more than his yeah. like comedy. So I'm like, oh, let's go say hi. And we like go talk to him. Just like, hey, I'm a fan. Like, really like your stuff. And he's like, so who you been seeing? And just like started a conversation. And yeah. And we like ran out of stuff to talk about, but none of us had anywhere to go. <laughs> so it was like me, Matt, and John Worcester. Yeah. And Matt doesn't know who he is yeah. at all. And we had to do this like, okay, well, we're going to like go check something out. <laughs> like, I yeah. felt weird me being the one to say <laughs> bye. I feel like most of those yeah. interactions is just like, okay, there's a natural end. And that yeah, one did not for sure. It. it was awkward. But he, I like him a lot. He's a super cool dude. Cool. Yeah. Um, so enough about Best Show. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you about your topic. Oh, boy. Because it's one, it's similar to Best Show. It's <laughs> one that the people that like it love it. Yeah. People that don't could not care about <laughs> But it's also a wide world. Like, I don't even know what... Because you're wearing... That's Ultimate Warrior, right? No, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, that's Savage. Macho Man. I'm an idiot. As the Kool-Aid Man. But doesn't... Does the Ultimate Warrior also have, like, a facial hair? No, he's, okay. he's clean-shaven. Cool. Or he was. I'm this sorry. This is a R. good R. example rest, of how rest little Rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior. Isn't Randy Savage dead, too? Yeah. Okay. They're both, they both passed. That's... Uh, Ultimate Warrior legitimately legally changed his name to Warrior at one point before he passed. His wow. name was Warrior... Warrior, I think. First and last name? I think it was. Warrior Warrior? Cause his, well, because his wife goes by Dana Warrior now, and like she runs his like old Facebook page. Weird. It's bonkers. Okay. Yeah. But you also brought a luchador mask. I did. It's And my neighbors gave me this. It was just so nice of them. I I mean, it's Sin Cara. It's a WWE character. And it's like, it's fun to put on, but I, I don't ever, like, I can't. It's, I don't know. I never, I'm not going to bring it to a show. I've worn it to like watch stuff with friends at home. Sure. But... Yeah, it's funny. Okay, you know. so for those that don't are catching okay, up, yeah. we're talking about wrestling. Okay, yes. Professional uh, wrestling. And I don't mean just WWE, honestly, because like, people think of that as like the big cheese. And yeah, that is, because they are a multi-billion dollar corporation that's like mm-hmm. publicly traded and all this. But there's more wrestling out there. And that's what I think gets lost in the what, shuffle. What other wrestling other than WWE do you specifically? Ooh, oh boy, okay, here like we go. Stretching. Um, <laughs> I've been preparing my entire life for this. Well, no, I've actually only been a wrestling fan for six years, but that's a, that's for later. Um, okay. So WWE itself, because of how many different demographics they try to go after, and how many like people they have advertising, and just like who they have to please, basically, like in all sorts. They have to spread everything thin so they you get like you don't get like a show that's strictly for a certain group. Mm-hmm. But when you go to like a show like Lucha Underground, which airs on the El Rey Network, which is excuse me, dang, I'm burping. Um, it was Robert Rodriguez's network yeah. that he created. This is a show that like it's it's first and foremost like a a sci-fi fantasy telenovela that happens to occur in a wrestling ring. Okay. It is the craziest wrestling thing you will watch because there's undead skeleton monsters. There's like there's these like massive dudes who are who have who are inhabited by gods. There's like people who are like like from a line of like dragons and stuff. There's a guy who's a time traveling spaceman. Wait, is it's, this is this done in the format of normal wrestling like a ring is there like a, f- a live audience yes or is okay like a scripted yeah new, like no so this show takes place in boyle heights in los angeles okay i've been to seven of these shows it's an unreal okay. it's so much fun because it's like it's very high energy what's it called again lucha underground they're currently in, they're airing stuff that like they shot like a year ago so hopefully once that's done they'll start doing the new season and then they'll have more tapings okay but their tapings so like um, man, I'm getting on to so many different things, but um, <laughs> right. so it's when you watch the show, it's this crazy proprietor, like n- egomaniac named Dario Cueto, who's this character played by an actual actor, like a non wrestling based actor, mm. runs in like an illegal underground wrestling, like like uh, man, I'm losing my train of thought. He runs like an illegal wrestling like competition in a warehouse in Boyle Heights, and. But the show is like it's about the characters and these over the top kind of absolutely outrageous characters. So you have to realize, I mean, this is for this is going for all wrestling in general. 
it's entertainment before it's actually a sport. Sure. Because, yeah, people are going to go, the wrestling's fake. You know that, right? Uh-huh. And, like, yeah, I know that. You know that, like, Daenerys Targaryen is not really, uh, like, the queen of dragons. Sure. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a show that's meant to entertain that also has athleticism in it. And when you call it fake, it makes it sound like they're, like, pulling punches and, like, faking stuff. I can't tell you how many times a year I'll see like a report saying this person got injured and you watch some of this stuff you'll see a guy get flipped and bash his like neck on the mat yeah, yeah. and they'll have to get like neck surgery be out for like 10 months if you also a big thing is like you don't see a lot of old wrestlers because these guys put their bodies through the craziest stuff I mean let's be honest a lot of them did drugs back in the day so that didn't help sure but like the current crop of people are like ruining their bodies to entertain groups of people. You'll go to a show that you pay 20 bucks inside of a VFW hall in like Reseda or used to <laughs> called uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla uh-huh. and you'll see these guys do the craziest like high flying flips and stunts. They're basically like stuntmen who are performing in a, inside of a wrestling ring and it's some of the most like high energy like crazy stuff like yeah it's predetermined but i don't know the end result yeah see that was the thing like i remember for me personally when i was growing up there like my always like my reaction to it was always just like it's fake i don't see the appeal and yeah. as i've gotten older and see a lot of people that are you know our age that are still fans or like enjoy it and i kind of see oh it's like it doesn't that's not why you watch it you yeah. watch it for these story arcs or like oh this couples falling apart and at this point this guy's like mad about it yeah i see there's like (laughs) i think what it is though is like part of it is that um that for like you brought up game of thrones it's like because there's no cameras or audience like you can kind of forget that it's like a staged thing yeah whereas when you when there's a crowd there and you see the signs like oh yeah yeah you're just aware like oh it's a show they're putting on yeah and I mean, I like the Lucha Underground you yeah. were mentioning, dude. When they bring the supernatural element, like obviously it's a show. Yeah. But like, I was just at Universal and watched that Waterworld stunt show, <laughs> and it's like that's these are just stunt shows. Yeah. That's what it is yeah. with like a running arc. Yeah, it's um, a never-ending running arc because, I mean, especially mainly for WWE, they they don't have a season. They just keep going. Oh yeah, it, fifty-two weeks a year. They work like three hundred days a year. It's insane. That's wild. Yeah, not, like. I'm surprised more of the current guys are just not, like, bedridden because the amount of, like, they're doing at least, like, five shows a week every week of the year. And they work on holidays because of, obviously, people, when they're off for a holiday, are going to want to go see a wrestling show. Like, I have a friend back east, uh, my friend Dave. Friend of the show. (laughs) He goes to... He goes to MSG to see WWE almost every, like, Christmas holiday. Sure. Like, that's a tradition for him. Because, like, but, like, these guys are literally working nonstop. Like, they're, they're a lot of the times they're driving themselves to and from every spot. Like, if it, if they're going from one town to another nearby town, like, say they're, they're doing Los Angeles today, but uh-huh. tomorrow they're in San Diego. They have to get a car rental. They got to drive. So they're not getting a lot of sleep. Yeah. And they got to do, like, they have to do interviews. They have to do, like, press stuff. They do, like, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Like, they're big into Make-A-Wish, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, they do all these other, like, organizations, like, Don't Be a Bully, Be a Star, and all this other stuff. That's cool. And then they have to wrestle for, like, at least 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And, like, it's it's nuts. And, like, I've met, I have a coworker of mine. He just left to go to another, a writing gig, which is really cool. But he was a, a wrestler a professional wrestler at like an indie independent promotion up in the bay area and he literally showed me a picture of him just covered in blood because he you know that's just how it is and like, now he writes comedy yeah it's crazy awesome. but like because he was telling me about some of the stuff he did and like it's just it's it's so intense and you watch some of these guys like i once a couple months ago back in january i went to a ucb show that was called like UCB Rumble or something. I think I remember. Hearing yeah, it about was it. like it was a Royal Rumble based comedy show. What's a Royal Rumble, really quick? Oh, okay. Is that everyone <laughs> fights each other? So it's it happens once a year at the beginning of the year before WrestleMania. The end result is if you win it, you get a shot against whoever has the the championship belt at WrestleMania, which is like the biggest show of the in sure. of the year. Oh, okay. It is a thirty man over the top battle royal where like. Every like minute or so, every ninety seconds, someone new comes into the ring, and you have to just try to lift people over the top rope. But then, uh, but then you get some people. You'll watch it, and you'll see a guy go under the bottom rope, which means he's not out. 
but he can like hide somewhere. Him. Like some yeah. guys will do that where they'll be like under the ring, and then the <laughs> one guy thinks he wins. He comes out, tries to get him, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. But yeah, so it's just a crazy over the top thing. Sure. So they did that inside of UCB basically. There was no ring. Yeah. But there were two guys doing the. Was this Franklin or Sunset? Uh, Franklin. Man, that's a small stage. For yeah. This. And it got real messy. Like one guy brought out a cake that went everywhere. One guy lit a cigarette and drank, like sprayed a beer. It was intense. I'm not gonna lie. That's wild. I wasn't really into that. But I mean, like it was funny, but like it was absolutely bonkers. Um, um I have so many questions. Yeah. That just. Bond from Royal Rumble. Okay. Okay. So you were saying they do stuff all the time. People, they're constantly working. Right? Yeah. How do I ask this? So like, I what I always hear about are like the pay per view events. Yeah. It's like this weekend's WrestleMania. Or this yeah. weekend's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, but those are like few and far between, aren't they? What's happening so, between those? And what are all those major? Because <laughs> are those the two big ones? Those are like, I mean, and then there's SummerSlam, which is oh, another yes, big I've one, which is that. coming up this, like, on the 20th of this month. Okay. They used to do it in the Staples Center, and then Brooklyn and the, the where the Nets play at the Barclays took it, and ever since then, it's, it's been like, oh, come on. Like, we don't, we don't get anything good out here anymore. Like, they, we almost got the Royal Rumble, like, a year or two ago, and I was so excited, but then they, they gave it to Philadelphia. Do they move it around, or do they yeah. keep it? Yeah, okay. so every year, the, each particular pay-per-view will go to a different spot except SummerSlam stayed here and then it, now it stays in Brooklyn okay but like Wrestlemania used to be in like small 20,000 seat arenas and then every 10 years they would do it at Madison Square Garden as like an anniversary thing okay when they got to Wrestlemania 30 though they started doing bigger stadiums like football stadiums where you could hold like 90 to 100,000 people sure so now they're not they're not going back to the little ones like they and now Vince McMahon is an egomaniac I'll admit it not one of my favorite things about it is that he's absolutely just way Is that intense. real? Because I know he's like oh, no, on camera for sure. a lot. Yeah, and he like, is. Like, okay, that's, I didn't know if he was like a heel. Yeah, so his big thing is beating uh, the NFL to stadiums for the big event. Like Before they can get a, a Super Bowl to a stadium, he'll have WrestleMania there. Like, that's ridiculous. MetLife Stadium, WrestleMania 29 was there. The next like year, Super Bowl. He did wow. it in the Bay Area. He did it in Dallas. Like he, that's he's like, trying to. He oh just, wow! That's like his thing. It's like that's like bread and butter is yeah. like getting beating people at. Maybe he's like a real life heel. Oh, he for sure is. <laughs> I mean, wild. Yeah. Um, uh, so those are the big three: the Royal so, Rumble, okay, yeah, SummerSlam. So the, the, the four that like are called the big four are it goes Royal Rumble in January, uh, WrestleMania is like March or April, SummerSlam is in August, and then November, right right before Thanksgiving, is Survivor Series. Hmm. Which is one where, like, they used to... I mean, they don't do it as much anymore, but it used to be, like, two teams of, like, five people, and it would be, like, an elimination match. So if you got pinned, you were out, and it was, like, the last team to survive wins. And sometimes they mm-hmm. win a prize, or sometimes it was just the glory of winning. Okay. It's it's not the most exciting pay-per-view. Like, it used to be, like, back in the 80s and 90s when people were, like, more, like, interesting characters. Mm-hmm. But now they call it the reality era in WWE, where, like, a lot of the people are, like, very much just, like hyper actualized versions of themselves like they're mm-hmm. not like crazy characters or they're not like empl- like employment based like back in the 80s and 90s characters were like duke the dumpster drossy he was a garbage man who also <laughs> happened to be a wrestler yeah or there was like doink the clown who he was, was cl- the guy that he wore like a, a shirt and tie and had like a sock oh mick foley yeah play, it was in mankind, mankind. and Dude love and cactus jack yeah. yeah, I remember he, someone at, in my elementary school had his book. Yeah, and I remember I thought like, he's, how could this crazy person write a book? Oh no, he's yeah, he's I couldn't. He's separate written a it. couple, was, I think. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's written a few of those, and like Chris Jericho's written a bunch of books. I remember that? And now name. they're all getting into podcasting. Like that's the new oh, good. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I need some competition. <laughs> I'm going into professional wrestling. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, you can be. You can be Joey the podcast in Bergeron, and you'd be like, yeah, I wrestle, but I am also yeah. a podcast. I'll be known for my big hugs. Yeah. You'd be like, like a very friendly. You'll, you'll bring out a microphone and like a and like a, a laptop and just beat your enemy over <laughs> yeah. the head with them. I'll keep telling them about me undies until they pass out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, so this. OK, I, I like I'm embarrassed <laughs> at how little I know. It's OK. So let's say. What's the one that's coming up? SummerSlam? So SummerSlam is on the 20th, yeah. Okay. So let's say it's SummerSlam. 
they're long, right? Like three hours or something? Yeah, and SummerSlam is four, plus a pre-show. <laughs> it's God. exhausting. I know. No, and you pay to watch? Oh, no. Uh, well, so they have... I guess the, you listen to a three-hour radio show every week. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I So surprised? they have their network now, the WWE streaming network, which oh. used... So before WrestleMania 30, it used to be you would have to pay per view, literally. Like, mm-hmm. you would have to pay 50 bucks to watch a pay-per-view, or there'd be people who would illegally stream it online. Sure. Um, and then the network came out where you would get every pay-per-view on that network for 10 bucks a month. Oh, I think I heard about yeah. this coming so out. You're paying 120 bucks for what used to cost 50 bucks a month, mm-hmm. which is, I still don't understand how it's like a money-making promise for them, but yeah, whatever. That's their deal. Not mine. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's cool. <laughs> it's just, it's like a fun thing to like get together with like a couple of friends and just like sh- shoot sure. the breeze and like make like... I'll usually like make a snack, like something from Tasty, you know those those yeah. Facebook videos. I'll make like a buffalo chicken thing, and I'll bring it to a friend's house, and we'll watch, and we'll. we'll it we'll seems mess. like a good hang, like for yeah. a, a long event like that. It's like high energy, yeah. unless the pay per view really stinks, and then you're like, oh, why did I just waste my time? But like, you still had fun with your friends, like regardless. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a four hour event. Yeah, it's exhausting. And there's, like. Is it all one v ones? No, like they roster? they differ it up. Like okay, this coming one. Uh, so Brock Lesnar currently has the Universal Championship, which is on their main TV show Monday Night Raw, which is their okay. week. Monday Night Raw and uh, SmackDown Live on Tuesdays are their two like shows that air every single week. Okay, so that's the in between the pay per views is those two shows. Mm-hmm. There's different rosters on each one, so people are don't intermingle. They okay. used to. And then they changed it, and then they went back to the other way, mm-hmm. and then they changed it back. Like the American League and the National League. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, so they'll they'll intermingle on like on big pay per views. Like SummerSlam is going to have people from both of them, but they're not going to be wrestling each other. They'll stay in their own yeah. circles. But for the Raw, like the main event Raw match, it's Brock Lesnar who's the champion, which is still nuts to me because like he's all over the place and he barely shows up. Mm-hmm. But he's facing three other guys, and this is like. It's to add prestige to the event and, like, make it seem like, oh, like, any one of these guys can win it. It's also, like, they do this thing called protecting some people where, like, if it's a big star of theirs and they don't want to see him look like a fool mm-hmm. and, like, get pinned for, like, the one, two, three count and lose his ch- championship, yeah. they'll put a bunch of people in a match to, like, say he gets, like, hit in the face and gets thrown out of the ring and then someone else gets pinned by another guy. So he doesn't look bad because he never got, like, he never lost someone else lost his title for him. Oh, interesting. So and I mean and I think they did this because of the recent uh thing with John Bones Jones from the UFC like called him out after a UFC fight recently. So there's a chance that Brock Lesnar might go back to the UFC and try to fight him. Uh, so they don't want to have like a WWE like paid champion to go and then act- somehow possibly lose to a UFC sure. guy cuz then it makes WWE look foolish. Right. So there's kind of like a weird point right now where it's like, oh, he might be going away for a little bit. Oh. Yeah. It's also, but it's also weird because like, it seems like it doesn't, like, maybe this is a Vince McMahon thing, but it feels like WWE specifically doesn't want to be seen necessarily as like a scripted or like kind of fake thing either. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't want to embrace, like... That Lucha Underground, I've never seen it, know nothing about it, yeah. but I feel like it embraces what it is. It oh, knows, for sure. It's like, hey, this 100%. is fake. There's ghouls or whatever Yeah, like, it it's crazy. But WWE, like, wants to seem like it's real still? They're, like, they like, they're like ambivalent in some ways. Like, they don't know which way they want to go. So yeah. they'll do these really outlandish, weird stories with people that make no sense. Like, people are beating the crap out of each other, but not in a ring, and not getting, like, arrested for it. Or, like, sure. like they're outside, and, like, you see, like, oh, previously, today, like, so-and-so, like, found him in the parking lot and, like, threw him through a car window. And it's like, yeah, it's assault. Yeah. But because it's wrestling, nothing happens. Sure. But they also try to make it reality-based where, like, storylines, like, from their real lives be, like, not storylines, but, like, people's real lives then get brought in to the show, and then they try to blur the line between reality and wrestling. Weird. Because there's a guy named Dean Ambrose who recently got married to one of their, like, comment... One of their, like, the people who does, like, backstage interviews. Her name is Renee Young. Uh-huh. And then at one point, they actually put them in a thing where they were together, and they were fighting another guy, The Miz, who used to be on The Real World. Heard, yeah. Mike, Mike Mizanin. So, like, they they love taking stuff from reality and then just, like, and, like mixing throwing it a wrench in it. Weird. It's real strange. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. There are parts of wrestling that boggle my mind, (laughs) and like, why am I still watching this? But there are also parts where I'm like, this is amazing. This is an adrenaline rush. Like, I'm excited to watch stuff. Um, if I could recommend one thing to like a non wrestling fan to watch to like kind of understand why people like it, if you go on YouTube and type and look up Max Landis's wrestling isn't wrestling. It's this whole like twenty minute video of him. He does a very like it's very drunk history esque where like he's talking and saying stuff, and then there's he has people he like had like reenact as these wrestlers saying the lines as he says them. Sure, and it's like it it goes over the history of Triple H, who's like one of the main like one of the biggest characters from the Attitude Era, which was in the, like the nineties, mm-hmm. and he currently works behind the scenes uh, at WWE because he's Vince McMahon's son in law, so he's like a head oh. honcho there. His wife, Stephanie McMahon, and him kind of control a lot of other stuff that Vince, like, I mean, Vince still sees, oversees everything because he's Vince. Right. Um, Man, there's so much to it. I know. There's a lot. <laughs> and, like, I'm there's still so much I'm not going to be able to say in this podcast. Yeah. How do you even follow it? It's, ex- dude, it's so exhausting. It's like, I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I keep track of that. And, like, I follow this website called uh, With Spandex. It's on, like, Uproxx. Uh-huh. It's like their wrestling division. So cool. I, I know this guy named Brandon Stroud. I, I don't know him personally. He's like a like a wrestling. I mean, I've met him a few times, but he's like a wrestling uh, like blog. Like he writes like reviews of of episodes and pay per views. And he, sure, he also like him and his crew people like review wrestling news and kind of give out scoops. So I keep track that way, and it kind of just randomly pops up. But yeah, it's a lot to take. How in. do you like? What's your personal like? level of commitment to it like what's like every week are you watching those episodes i used to a lot like i when i was in new york i had friends i would like watch it with like almost every week Uh and then i try to watch it a lot out here but like it's also because of the time difference it starts like an hour before i get out of work Uh, and then like if i if i get real busy i'm just like i'm not gonna go watch it like on demand can you watch it the next day or the next day you can watch the 90 minute version of raw on hulu so they cut out like a bunch of other stuff but I'm like at this point. Man, how just, long is Raw? And three hours. Wait, oh, they're all with with, with commercials. So it's uh, like it's oh. like, yeah, I know. So the, it's still the, a lot. The Monday and Tuesday night Raw are so are, SmackDown are, is two hours, Raw is three hours, and pay per views are like three and change. Oh my I know, god, I know, so much. dude. I once I once watched like 16 hours of wrestling in the span of a week. It was bad. <laughs> I'm not saying that this is the greatest thing in the world. I'm just saying it's not, like, the garbage that people make it out to be. That's fair. There is a yeah. lot of garbage. I'm not going to lie to you. Of course. But there's a lot of a lot of great nuggets. But is, is it a thing where, like, I've always wondered this, too. Uh, do you just take it as it comes? Is it, like, th- this is, like, because let's, uh, what can I say? Okay, think of, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. You can, like, essentially, like, I've never seen the Thor movies. Yeah. I don't need. No, at this don't. point they, yeah. they, you could realistically miss a lot of those yeah and still get the gist of oh yeah you know there's like kind of stuff you can pick and choose and cherry pick your can you do that with wrestling oh yeah i or mean like, like they i mean sometimes it gets a little over top but they recap a lot okay they constantly do recaps and then sometimes on pay-per-views they'll recap every match on that pay-per-view so before it starts they'll give you like a little a mini video package of what has happened to lead us to this point. Oh. So, like, there'll be times where I just don't have the time to watch. Like, it's just exhausting. Sure. I'm busy. I have a social life. Like, I have a girlfriend. Like, it's it just adds up to the point where I'm like, I don't want to spend my time watching this. Because... Watching male models fight each other. <laughs> all oiled up. Oh, God. Oh, man. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. It's fine. It's I, I understand it. And I've only been a fan for about six years, which is... Yeah, we need to talk about that still, too. Yeah. Um... But yeah, like there's sometimes where I'm just like I'm not gonna watch for a little bit. Like I I can't take this. Also, when the when you see a string of just like really crappy episodes and you're like they're kind of in a holding pattern. They're waiting for something big to happen. They're like they don't want to hurt their wrestlers right before a big event. And you're just like I'm gonna wait. I'll I'll watch the pay per view on uh, Sunday. Blah, are blah, there blah. people that just do the big ones? The Rumble, the WrestleMania, the SummerSlam. Very like or is that not enough? That's like a casual fan thing. Like the cat like. Excuse me. And those are the people that Vince really loves to go after because fans that are like really hardcore are going to watch regardless most of the time. That's true. He wants to get the people who were like fans in the 90s during the Stone Cold Steve Austin Rock era who haven't watched in years mm-hmm. who will come back to see The Rock do something at WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. 
And I get that too. Like, yeah. It, that's why the ads are in the Super Bowl, not like every week, like the playoff. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, it's like, if you want to, in, in terms of that, like, it's almost like on SNL how they bring back like old cast members or like big name guests. Like the whole last season where they would have like, they would have uh, Alec Baldwin play Trump. That's mm-hmm. like how recently. I mean, and that helped their ratings because he's Alec Baldwin. He's a big name. Sure. That's like how recently Vince McMahon brought back Bill Goldberg, who hadn't been in WWE forever, uh-huh. and he did. He showed up a lot mm-hmm. because they knew that this guy reminds people of like the early 2000s, and he was this like big name character. So he brought back a lot of fans who didn't pay attention for the last like seven or eight years, which is like that's like that's Vince. Besides his egomaniacal tendencies, his bread and butter is getting people who don't usually watch to watch because then they buy merchandise or they pay for the pay-per-views or they they talk about it on twitter and this and that and he's trending worldwide like yeah yeah that's wild as a, goldberg as, i think i know he goes by goldberg right? yeah he goes by goldberg, goldberg but he's bill goldberg he's he's been an action he's an, a 50 year old jewish man who is also a professional wrestler I mean, that's the dream. <laughs> I mean, if I could be that when I'm 50, sure. My dad actually at one point wanted to wanted me to be a wrestling rabbi. That'd be cool. I was like, oh god, like that would have worked in like the 90s when they were like the employment based like uh, wrestlers. But yeah. like, I wouldn't. That I don't. I don't want to learn how to wrestle because that looks so intense. Like I watch. I've been to shows where you're in like a like a 80 person like room watching these guys and like they break their backs but then they keep going and they do all this crazy stuff and like yeah. you see them hurt themselves but then they have to get up like there's this guy currently working for WWE who when they created the like the new universal title like the main title for Monday Night Raw he was in the match at SummerSlam last year to get like the title mm-hmm. and he was in in the first 30 seconds he gets thrown into the guardrail and separates his shoulder. Ooh. And he popped that back in and wrestled the entire match and won it. But then, because of it, had to be out of sidelined for like six months. Oh, but boy. like that guy still went and did all the crazy right. stuff That's, he I does mean, with a separated shoulder. Like I don't know. I think he tore his labor or something like that. I don't know yeah. the technical aspects of it. But just like no matter what you think of wrestling, that's yeah. an impressive feat. That's, it's for absolutely bonkers. It's nuts. Um. I want to know yeah. about six years ago. We're about yeah. the same age. Yeah. You were of drinking age. You're an adult. Yeah. I was 22. Yeah. What at 22 years old? Because, <laughs> I mean, I like the peak of WWE, I think there was WWF still too, was yeah. elementary school. I remember like a lot of the guys were into it. Yeah. The, so w- we played the 64 games. Yeah. When we like, were in like, like maybe like, I mean, how old are you? I'm 27. Okay. Oh, so you're only yeah. I'm 28. Okay. Um. Yeah. So like yeah, like the mid late 90s is when it would like that's when it became this like huge thing. That was the Rock, Stone Cold, yeah, like uh, Mick Foley, uh, the Undertaker, and Kane. Like yeah, all those, all those big, names over the top names <laughs> yeah. that like when they show up now, it's like oh man, this is so cool. Like the the Undertaker was still wrestling up until this past WrestleMania, but he would only wrestle once a year. But I think his body's just kind of failing on him. Sure. Like I he mean, needs to take a rest. Hard, yeah. But, like, yeah, that was, like, the peak of, like, the crazy, like, boom of just, like, this, like, they they destroyed their com- competition and then bought their competition out, WCW, and it... Oh, yes, I remember that, It too. was a whole other thing. But, yeah, like, so that was the peak for, like, for when we... How long we've been alive. Mm-hmm. The weirdest reason that I got into it, it's, like, this weird, crazy, offbeat story, but, like, so my sister-in-law, Veronica, my brother, Zach's wife, back east, they still live back east... Um, she loves wrestling. She's loved wrestling since she was a little kid. And, like, she would watch it with her older brother. She bought, like, a video game for the PlayStation 3, and I played it when I was home, like, hanging out after college. And, like, I thought, like, the storylines in the game that they had created for the story mode were kind of fun. Sure. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, maybe I'll give this a shot. Like, I I used to be one of those people that was like, wrestling is fake. Like, I almost got into a fight with my friend Jesse because... I, like, told him... I, like, said straight to his face, you know, like, it's fake, bro. Like, what are you doing? Like, why do you watch this crap? Yeah. But then I started getting into it because of this game, and then I would watch it, and then I, like, started watching it with him, and then our friend John, and, like, it became this whole thing where, like, I was getting way too into it, and then, I like, he gave me DVDs to watch, and I learned more about the stuff that I wasn't, like, from that era in the 90s, and, like, Mm -hmm. it just became, like, a snowball effect. Interesting. And now it's to the point where, like, 
I watch so many random things. Like I went to a show with Olivia, friend of the show, Olivia oh, Aguilar, yeah. who also did the Coachella episode. Recent guest, yeah. Great episode. Um, I t- I've taken her now to two wrestling shows. I, I was going to ask. I took her to a Lucha Underground taping, and she was like, I think I think she was amazed by like the athletics and the the high flying. And I, I, her one bone of contention, which I could, I could see, was there was an intergender match where like this big jacked up dude named Cage fought this woman named Taya, and like was like, like throwing her into the mat, and it, uh, like it's rough. Okay, but like they're trained professionals, like they understand it. Like I know, I get that. That's that's, it's a very touchy subject, and it sure. is very, it is a little uncomfortable to watch it. I bet, yeah. Um, but then July fourth, I took her to another wrestling show in a like a VFW hall in Baldwin Park. Mm-hmm. It was called Bar Wrestling, and like. Yeah, it's amazing to watch these crazy like high flying stunts and like people like f- flying from one end, running across, and then jumping over the rope like onto the like almost into the crowd. Yeah, it's it's intense. But I mean, she like I, I'm not gonna I mean, like that that just knocked off a thing on my bucket list because I never thought in a million years I'd have a girlfriend who it would even remotely be interested in sure, going to a show yeah. like that. But like it was just cool to just take her and I'm like okay now like in my mind I'm like she never has to come to another one ever again like she she did whatever she thought was cool to do and like she got to see like the the more like like the it's it's I mean I guess you'd kind of call it like like hipster wrestling almost it's like the the wrestling that's too cool to be like really big and mainstream sure, yeah it's like it's stuff that's like more geared to like. 20 something 30 somethings who are like interested in like crazy like athletics and people like taking out bats and beating each other and all this like yeah. crazy stuff whereas wwe is a very family friendly thing they're publicly traded they're pg like mm-hmm. they, they they sell so much merch to kids like they can't go to that level that they used to go in the 90s right because it's also a new era and like also linda mcmahon who's vince's wife has run for like public office in connecticut numerous times oh. Hasn't won, but now she's a member of like the small business, whatever. With you know who, so who cares? Oh, gotcha. Um, but yeah, like it's the kind of stuff. I'm glad I showed her that before WWE because I I don't need to take her to a WWE show. It's like it's more just like you sit in a big arena and you watch and you're like it's kind of exciting. But here you're like you have to stand mm-hmm. and you're like you have to pay attention because you're in this small space. Like there's nothing else to look at. Right. Um, I could see like going like. I think I would watch one of the pay-per-view, like, yeah. a WrestleMania. Yeah. Especially if there's, like, that much backstory and, like, that seems fun to me. But if I was going to go to one, it would definitely be, like, Lucha Underground yeah. or, like, something oh, for that's sure. more localized and smaller. Because, like, you know, when you're sitting in the back of an arena with people that are losing their minds yeah. over it, it's like, okay. And, like, well. whenever I've gone to a WWE show, I'm not buying a good seat because, like... I don't really want to spend that. Like, I don't want to spend more than forty bucks to go sit a little bit further. Like, I'll sit up in the nosebleeds to just sure. watch it. Yeah, I bought a ticket for like twenty five bucks one time. I was like, yeah, that's all I'm going to pay because there's right. no reason to go any further. And like, when you see the people in the front row, you're like, oh man, how much are those tickets? It's like, no, they probably knew somebody. Like, they're not paying money to sit, stand in that front row. Like, that's yeah. So I mean, yeah. I'm not going to try to get there. Like, I think the best ticket I got was I one time bought a ticket through a comedian who was going with his kid and had two extra tickets. And, like, it was, like, 150 bucks for the ticket. I'll admit it was a bit pricey for my range. But, like, it was really close up. And I was like, I'll never need to do this again. Like, it was cool. Yeah. Was like, it Billy Crystal? No. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Brian Posehn. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, like, I had, like he, he adds, like, fans on Facebook. And I had – my so I didn't even see this thing. My mom saw that he was selling two tickets. And she's like, you should ask him. And I'm like, um, okay, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I right, loved it. I was good, so excited. Mother. Yeah, I was like, this, this seems very weird that you're the one finding wrestling tickets for me. But whatever. That's very funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, but then I found out that he was in, like, a private box with his kid. So I was sitting by myself. And I was like, whatever. Like, I've got an – like, I was looking straight down the path and it was like an incredible seat that's and it cool. was like a bit it was SummerSlam out here it was oh, a big awesome. event so yeah. cool um, who were like the big heavy hitters nowadays um, like, so John Cena's still around I'm sure you know of him yeah yeah I he doesn't that. wrestle as often because he's kind of gotten to the point where he's like he's like in his 40s now trying to take it easy he just got engaged and like he's been wrestling for the WWE since like 03 I think mm-hmm. like 14 years of just just busting his body up and um, so he comes around, but he's he's been doing a lot more like uh, TV stuff and movies. Mm-hmm. He has a reality show called American Grit, and like he did that movie Trainwreck, and he's been in a bunch of other stuff. He's kind of gaining that star power. So he he shows up, but he's not like the big cheese as much. The main guy that like 
it's very polarizing where they're like people really love him or really hate him there's no in between is this guy roman reigns mm-hmm. he's in the samoan dynasty that's related to the rock okay so like he's like and he's been like he's been sh- like as i'll say this as a in a non like oh man he's such a jerk like he's been what they call pushed to the moon which means like Vince McMahon loves what he does and thinks he's he sells merch he looks good he's a big dude Vince McMahon loves big dudes that's like his thing too <laughs> and so he like whether the fans like him or not they that Vince will push this guy yeah, to the main event sure. so he's in that match with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam this uh, okay. this August um, so he's a big guy. There's Seth Rollins, who's another like he's like scrawnier. He's, he, they call him CrossFit Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of who else. There's AJ Styles, who for he has been wrestling for this other company called TNA for about oh, I've heard ten or eleven years. They were on Spike, and then they moved yeah. to some other channel. They moved to Pop TV. I didn't and then, know they were real anymore. Yeah, they still exist, real. but I now they're. They I think they just got bought out by another company. So they're called like Global Force Wrestling now. Mm. But yeah, so he was there forever and no one ever thought he would come to WWE. But two years ago at the Royal Rumble, he showed up and people were like, oh my God, he's here. It was so cool. So he's a big name, but he's on SmackDown. So he stays there and he fights for those titles. Um, I'm trying to think of who else are like big names. I was going to ask because uh, I'm texting friend of the show, Ben Clausen, who just did the episode a few weeks back. Okay. Because he loves direct to act, direct to DVD action movies. Oh man! Uh, and I remember we were talking, and he was telling me about some wrestler who's in like these like later sequels. And I was like, oh, I know he loved it. Which one? And it was, oh, is in the Marine? He said it's the Marine Three. Miz Four with the Miz are fun. Yeah, he he's done like four of those movies, and that's like his. He loves that stuff. Like he'll they have him like talk about it a lot when he like comes back from one. Like he'll he'll disappear for like a month or two and then come back and be like, yeah, I'm doing the Marine Three or Marine Five, yeah. like total action call or some it always has some weird subtitle name uh-huh. but they're, they have those weird straight to D- they love doing like weird straight to dvd movies and he was saying that like wwe has like produced some pri- some surprisingly yeah. good action for some us. yeah some good ones and then they produce a lot of garbage if you go oh, and yeah. look up there were some movies in like 2012 that they produced that there was like, one they did that was pretty big and i didn't i wonder if i can find it really quick yeah where i was like what like it was a movie that i really enjoyed and i had no idea they had something to do with okay. it okay Shit, I wonder if I can find it quickly. <laughs> uh, at least I think they did. I could just they be probably did. wrong. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. They do a lot of like weird stuff that you wouldn't think of. They've done movies like Halle Berry and like, um, oh, what is his name? I can't even remember it right now. Uh, oh, there's just a lot in here. Yeah, like uh, some cartoons and stuff too. <laughs> yeah, they did a, a WrestleMania thing with Scooby Doo. Uh, they did it with the Flintstones. Yeah, they did that Stone Age SmackDown. <laughs> Oh, those are, I watched this, the Scooby-Doo one, and it was terrible. Oh, you know what? It was that horror movie Oculus, and I was wrong. I hated it. Oh, okay. There but you go. I remember I saw it in theaters. I was like, WWE? Yeah. Yeah, I hated that movie. <laughs> Ugh, do not see it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not a big horror to... guy anyway. Oh, I'm a huge horror guy. Okay. But, you know. Yeah. Different strokes. Oh, good. Just like wrestling. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, this is fascinating. <laughs> I, like, I really am just yeah. like, oh, I guess I, like, I get it. Um... um I went to a WrestleMania a couple years ago. That was an interesting experience. Yeah, what's up? I was still living in New York. They were doing it at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And then, so before, during WrestleMania weekend, it's like it's almost like a Comic Con of sorts. Like they have like a it's like a giant wrestling festival. Sure. So they have the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which is the night before, where they induct like six or seven people from their past who like had a big impact, and like they want to have them show up, and like it'll be like a big nostalgia thing for the fans. We're like. Especially if it's good if, like, people come back into the fold who are kind of almost exiled. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a weird falling out with, like, Vince or Triple H or someone important. But then they kind of worked things out because it's been enough time. Like, the most recent one was this past year. Kurt Angle got inducted in the Hall of Fame. Who I'm sure you've heard of Kurt Angle. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. Yeah. He was an Olympic gold medalist. And then after he won a gold medal in, like, 96, he joined the WWE. He was a big name. He got into a lot of stuff with like like taking pills and stuff, and his life kind of fell apart. And he had to kind of work out some stuff. But like recently, he came back in the fold, and they inducted him in the Hall of Fame. And like now, he's a part of their show again. Like he's their general manager of Monday Night Raw, which is just like a title. It's he's playing a character. He's not really running anything. Yeah. But he's just it's he's a part of it. But so they have the Hall of Fame. 
But then they also have this thing called Access, which is with two X's because they want to make it like super exciting. Like, oh, it's Access. Yeah, bro. Um, so, which is like they're like – it's like a mini convention. That's wild. Um, so it's it's like um, – yeah, so it's like a little mini comic convention where they have Wait, like memorabilia. A X X E S S. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So it's it's like so they have like memorabilia like they like whoever's getting inducted in the Hall of Fame they each have their own like little section with like costumes they've worn and like title belts that they've had and all this other stuff like cool things mm-hmm. and they also have like meet and greets like free meet and greets because you pay to get into the, the thing but then you can just like meet whoever you oh, want. That's cool. And I met um, this guy Christian who was at the time like my favorite wrestler. Christian he, what? He just goes by Christian. Oh, okay. He's gone by Christian Cage, but in WWE he was just straight up Christian. Okay. Um, but like, like he was he his storyline in that video game six years ago is the one that got me into <laughs> wrestling. So I was like super into his stuff. Yeah. Like he's not the most like jacked up dude, and he never had like a like a really he never had like a huge main event scene. Like he was he was always like the tag team partner of this guy Edge, who was like a big name, won a uh-huh. bunch of titles and stuff. But, like, to me, he was just, like, cool because, like, he was just, like, whatever. Like, I'll do this. I'll keep working for a while. But I met him at that thing. I was so excited. It was super cool. But, yeah, so they have that. That that has, like, the access thing is, like, you pay for, like, a two-hour time slot any time, any day of those, like, three days that WrestleMania is going on. So, you, like, I picked the one that was happening right before the show because I was, like, I'm not going to come all the way out to Jersey to then go home and then another day later go back. come back. Yeah. So I bought. So, Screw that. But at the time, I only had my Hall of Fame ticket, which was at MSG, and then I had my Access ticket, but I didn't have a WrestleMania ticket. Mm. A couple of weeks before the show, tickets were selling for like a hundred bucks for the cheap seats. I was like, "This sucks. I'm never gonna go." And at the time, the network didn't exist, so it was still like fifty-five, sixty bucks to get the pay-per-view. Yeah. One night, I come home from work, and I re- refresh StubHub. I see a pair of seats. 50 bucks each i'm like holy crap i immediately call my buddy jesse i'm like dude we're going and he for the longest time was not going to go because the rock was going to face john cena again which they had done the year previous and he went to that one in florida <laughs> uh-huh. he's like i don't want to see that again it was terrible sure but when i found these two tickets he's like okay yeah let's do it and i bought them right away i was like and then when i got them they were like printout tickets that the guy had sent in the mail and I'm like oh this has got to be a scam like this guy printed out like six and whoever gets in first gets the tickets <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the day uh, we go to access then we leave and like our friends said um, we're tailgating and eating like burgers and I'm just like dude we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go like freaking out I'm anxious I'm an anxious <laughs> Jewish person it's just it comes with the territory <laughs> um, so I'm just like freaking out like I need to get in there and like we, he's like come on calm down man it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine we get we scan the thing and it like does like the green check mark on the thing I'm like Oh, thank oh, God. Oh, yeah. It worked. Okay, cool. And we go in, and, like, it was not... Looking back, the actual content of the show wasn't that, like, exciting. Uh-huh. But the actual experience was a lot of fun. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, it was also the last time The Undertaker, who was this, like, massive phenom mm-hmm. of a character, it was the last time he won a match before his, like, 22-win streak was broken the next year by Brock Lesnar. Oh. So, like, at the time, it was like, okay, this is a good match, but now it, like, in retrospect, it's a lot cooler because it's like, oh, yeah, after that, his thing ended, and, like, we yeah, saw, saw the last one. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, the overall thing wasn't too, like, exciting. I mean, it was exciting, but, like, the actual matches were, like, it was not a great WrestleMania out of all the recent <laughs> ones, but it was still just, like, fun to be there with one of my closest friends and just, like, seeing yeah. this whole thing. And, like, the... You, you know, see the whole spectacle. about getting in. Yeah. There's all that goes with it of, like, you And, like, it. they almost didn't let me bring my camera in because I had, like, a... It was it was not, like, a T1i, but it was a Canon before the T1i. Like, okay. the T, T3i, that whole series. Sure. It only took pictures. It didn't do video, I don't think. It was, like, my dad let me borrow it, and it had a detachable lens. And, like, you can't bring that uh, in there. I'm, like... You gotta be kidding me! Like I, I, what am I gonna do? I'm putting my backpack like, yeah. and they're like, yeah, you can't bring your backpack in. And there, I'm like, this, you're not helping. <laughs> yeah. And like, so we we saw the show, and then afterwards, I had to get my bag from like a bag check outside. Oh god! And every, there were ninety thousand people there, so to get <laughs> to just wait for the bag took half forty five minutes. To then wait for the train to get back, I didn't get home until like three in the morning, and then I had to be up at like seven a.m. the next day uh, to go pick up cast members for the Harchi Holler. And the next I, that whole day, I'm just like, like to my to my boss, I'm like, yeah, I can barely function today. Oh boy, 
Yeah. But you know what? You did it. But it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, like, of course it was. The thing wasn't, like, it's more about who you watch it with and, like, who you experience it with than the actual yeah. thing itself. Like, it's it can experience. be garbage. But, like, if I'm there, like, messing around with my friends, just, like, laughing at, like, how crappy it is, I'm, had, I'm having a good time. Exactly. Like, oh, man. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, oh, God. I like how into it you are. It, like it very much so. Like it's trans. Your passion for it translates. Yeah. I also love to, to talk. I don't love the sound of my own voice. I just love to talk. That's so it funny. happens. It'll just. I'll just keep going. I mean, <laughs> and then if you get like a drink or two in me, I could just. Oh God, it's bad. <laughs> like I've had conversations with friends at like house parties or like strangers that I find out like wrestling or just like anything in general. Like if I find out someone likes a Rick and Morty or whatever. I will talk nonstop until you're like, "Hey, man, I gotta go find my friends." Sure. I need I need to learn better cues as to just like I gotta get going. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, I'm I'm busy, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bug off. Yeah. Uh, I will next next time you do like a we're watching one of the big ones. Yeah, man. I'm gonna come. Okay. I want to check it out. Also, Maybe the twenty. If you want to just if you want to watch an episode of Lucha Underground, it's the first two seasons are on Netflix. That's good to know. Yeah. I might check that out and see what's up with it. For the longest time, it was really hard to watch it because you had to have El Rey Network, which, which like, is so difficult because it's a small network. But then they got it on iTunes, which is big for them. And then they got the Netflix deal, which has, I think, gotten them out to a lot of people who couldn't watch. Like, it's only the first two seasons, and they're almost at the end of season three right now. But, like, it's helped tremendously to get the word out. And plus, like, it's just... And it's only an hour. So that's why I like that, yeah. too, over WWE most times because... First of all, it's well written. They don't try too hard to make it like, like reality, and they're not trying to like appease the fans. Like they'll like every episode, someone does something where you're like, that person almost died. That I mean, like I met one of the camera operators once, and he's like, yeah, I feel like I die at least like fifteen times a night. <laughs> um, yeah, it, see that to me is like, oh, that'd be like a cool. Yeah, if you like like crazy action movies and just like, I mean, there are people who do like it's like parkour esque, but it's like. It, there's so much sure. to it. Yeah, I think if people would give that show a shot, a shot, I think they would dig it if they're into that kind of stuff. I'm going to tell you this: if anyone came in, like if anyone's listening and came <laughs> in and went, "This is wrestling stupid." Yeah. By the end, they're going like, "I kind of get it." Yeah, they're like, "I don't know if I'm necessarily going to watch it, sure. but I understand why people like it." I think that's the point of just like trying to defend it is like. Yeah. I don't expect people to watch it. I know it's a lot of stuff. I'm exhausted by it every week, and I'm like, I just sat through three hours of this. Like, there's good sides and bad sides, but it's just like, it's a thing that brings people together. And like, when you think of wrestling fans as a whole, they're not like great because a lot of them say really like ignorant stuff. But when you like when you break it down to like the smaller groups and you go to these other shows and you meet people one on one, there there are a lot of cool people out there. Yeah, who like this stuff and like, also it's a there's a huge like comedy wrestling fan contingency. Like, Ron Funches is a massive wrestling. Oh fan. yeah, he has a show with X Pac who wrestled in the Attitude Era called Get High Watch Wrestling. I'm familiar with the show. I did not know that yeah. about the, or like I don't know if you know the band Waves, but I've heard of it. Nathan Williams. It's like kind of a one man show. Yeah, and Nathan Williams like loves wrestling. Okay, I'm always like, what is the crossover? Yeah, he's like Instagram storing it all the time. And yeah, I was like, okay. you know. Um, have you heard of the Mountain Goats? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so John Worcester's a drummer for right. Mountain Goats. That's one of his projects. Yeah. Um, they made a, a I listened to it. It's a great album. album. Yeah. yeah. The Chavo Guerrero one. It's mm-hmm. so good. And then they had Chavo in their music video for the song. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real... I like that record. It's a, it's a solid record. Um, but yeah, like comedy, comedy and wrestling is a big thing. Like, I don't know what it is. I guess, I guess it's kind of just like... It's like that, like, going the road and, like, busting your ass for a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. Like they get... It's that same kind of mentality. Sure. Like, they get it. Um, but yeah, there's so many... Like, even, like... It's crazy that, like, Mark Maron's super... Not super into it, but, like, he gets it now. Because, like... Yeah. He inspired Colt Cabana, who was this independent wrestler, who then made his own podcast called The Art of Wrestling. Then he started talking to other people, like Mick Foley, and then to CM Punk, who is a, used to be wrestling for WWE, left on weird terms, is now a MMA fighter, got himself beat in two minutes and 14 seconds. It was a brutal beating. I watched <laughs> that fight. It was hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, and then he started Glow, and he got cast in Glow, and I was like, this is wild. Yeah. And like, there are... If, if you watch that show as a wrestling fan, you see, like, all the cameos and stuff, and you're like, oh, man, this is pretty cool. That's cool. Like... 
there's a there's a place that they shoot a scene in like the fifth episode where there some of the girls go see a wrestling show. It's shot at the same hall where Pro Wrestling Gorilla takes place. Oh, that's so it's awesome. like an homage to those fans. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's a whole world. I get it. Yeah, man. I I, I definitely get it. It's it's something. Uh, and you know what you you said like uh, I don't remember, but I thought like this <laughs> the that's why I do the show is like I I'm interested in hearing people talk about things they love. Yeah, and like. This is a perfect example. <laughs> I mean, there's obviously many wrestling podcasts, yeah. but like this is, I don't, it's very cool to like, I get it. Yeah. And I also don't like expect people to think that I'm like this like genius who knows everything about wrestling. I've only been in it for six years and I also, there's a lot of stuff I miss. Like New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is a big thing in Japan. Like there are a lot of like the indie wrestling fans who love that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. Like you could, sure. I couldn't, I know a few names just from names, but I couldn't tell you anything about that. But I'll tell you show. what, the people that don't care about wrestling that are listening, don't mind that you don't know about Japanese yeah. wrestling. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I get it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you already know more than I expected you to know. Yeah, it's so I could keep going. Good but I think shit. I think we need to. <laughs> yeah. No, this was great. Yeah. Uh, I want to shout out all these friends of the show: Carolyn, Sean, Eli, John, McCain, uh, Dave back east. Uh, your buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, my Oli- buddy Dave Cohen. Shout uh, out to Dave Cohen. Olivia and Ben, uh, both previous guests. This yes. was great, Harry. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man. Uh, is there anything you want to? Last things you need to say? Uh, Any plugs you want to do? Uh, the True H Man on Twitter and Instagram. Oh yeah. Um, I guess just watch watch TV shows. Watch <laughs> watch a certain cartoon on Fox uh, about a, a burger restaurant. Yeah, that I, that's, <laughs> you know that's a good plug. Um, it's also just a great show. Yeah, it's a great show. Watch um, the show about the guy and the family that <laughs> make the burgers. It's, um, yeah. Um, other than that, yeah. I mean, just Twitter and Instagram. I mean, on Twitter, I I tweet a lot about wrestling i'm sure you see i see it yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I, oh here's a funny thing to go out on i've actually been blocked on twitter by a few wrestlers really i and i realize this now i'm a bit of a twitter troll when it comes to wrestlers because like <laughs> some of them like some of the storylines and some of the stuff they do is just so dumb and i'm like I, I shouldn't mention them in the tweet but i do it anyway and i've been blocked by like i think like six or seven different people Including Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, That's who's so like a, a massive star from like back in the day, and like some new people, and like I won't find out sometimes, and then like someone will retweet them in like a quoted tweet, and I'll be like, why can't I see that? And I'll click it, and it says, you have been blocked by this user. And I go, oh man, here's another one to add to the list. So I think it, it's like seven people at this That's point. That's so funny. I mean, it's whatever. I don't really care. That's I think it's right. funny. You're just a heel. It's part of the yeah. It's part I'm, of the world. I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a heel sometimes. I realize, but then. The, the cooler part is like when you get to interact with like people and like you get to tell them how much you like their stuff and they like respond or they'll like it. Like there's some guys that like that are more adept at like not adept but like they're more likely to like like a tweet or respond to it. And like some I've had two different guys retweet something I said nice about them and it's a, it's a shit show as soon as that happens because they have hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers. Uh-huh. So you get like you get people commenting at you and you get like a, <laughs> like forty like likes and like seventy retweets and you're like, what have I done? Why am I doing this? <laughs> That's amazing. It happens very infrequently, but when it does happen, it's like, oh god, I need to turn my phone off. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's it's you got to take it easy with tweeting at them wrestlers. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I need to problem. stop. Uh, if anyone out there watches wrestling or starts watching wrestling because of this, yeah. I want to hear about it. Yeah. Tweet us at indefensepod. Email is indefensepod at gmail. Harry, thank you so much for doing thank this. Thank you for having me. And if you want to yell at me, once again, the true H-Man, you can tell me why I suck at talking about wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And we'll retweet it and it'll get thousands yeah. and thousands. Oh, yeah. Of, you'll for turn sure. your phone off. I've got like 1,200. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, man. Bye. You've just listened to In Defense with Joey Bergren. Please rate and subscribe us. It really does help on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Wow, that's pretty good. Podcatcher. What's a creative podcast network?